Hello, and welcome to Greg and Katie's Epic Movie Collection, the podcast, where we review and discuss movies from our ever-growing collection. My name is Greg. And I'm Katie. Today we'll be discussing the 1993 film, The Sandlot. I know you're smart, and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kale, get it! The kid is a L7 weenie. My lace is over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. You just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. Hey, girls. They've got the moves. <laughs> They've got the rap. Blockhead! Geek! Jerk! Idiot! Moron! You bump rapples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! Something else has got their ball. That wasn't my ball! Dad's father gave it to him. Babe Ruth signed that ball. Babe Ruth! You gotta get that ball back. Got any bright ideas? Initiate retrieval section number one. Power connect. Come on, help me, it's heavy. Now. Century Fox presents. Hey guys, it's the Sandlot Babies. You're the ones that making all that racket. A lifetime of adventure. Come on, Squidge, you can do it. Pull through, bud. Little pervert. The Sandlot. A little piece of paradise, a half a block wide, and a whole season long. Scotty, have you made any friends yet? Oh, oh I'm sorry, Mom. Hey, and welcome to episode five of the Greg and Katie's Epic Movie Collection, the podcast. This week was going to be the first one from my list of top ten movies, and I wanted to start it off with The Sandlot, because I have been itching to watch this movie. I feel like it's been a couple years, but... Definitely a childhood classic of mine. I grew up playing baseball, and uh, this movie really resonated with me. Uh, definitely played a lot of backyard baseball, hitting the balls over the fence. A lot of the same scenarios that happen in this movie. So that's why The Sandlot made it onto my top 10 list. Uh, Katie, did you have any relationship with this movie as a kid? Um, I remember watching it a lot in P.E., <laughs> What? I think that was probably a lot point. of movies watched in, <laughs> in your PE class or uh yeah well like when I don't even know like rainy days or whatever like days when we couldn't go outside and interesting do PE did you they not make watch... us play in the gym like yeah I know we did stuff in the gym too I'm not exactly sure but we did watch like we watched Rudy and like yeah. the Sandlot and can't think of the other ones right when we watched big you know that whole story but i mean i would have been down to watch those in school it's just like during pe like yeah we never got a break to just do whatever 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that was the first time that I saw The Sandlot. I, I can't remember like watching it at home or anything. I mean, obviously, like I'd watch it on TV when it was on because I, I liked it. But I fairly sure that the first time I saw it was in PE class. And <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but I do like this movie and I grew up playing softball. So, um, you know, I I enjoy it. Cool. Well, I hope we have fun discussing this movie. Uh, just to give you a quick synopsis, according to Google, uh, when Scotty Smalls moves to a new neighborhood, he manages to make friends with a group of kids who play baseball at the Sandlot. Together, they go on a series of funny and touching adventures. The boys run into trouble when Smalls borrows a ball from his stepdad that gets hit over a fence. So, uh, being a baseball fan, the only real sin that the Sandlot commits for me is that he is a Dodgers announcer, which is boo. Just, oh yeah at the very end and the beginning of the movie they're walking through that's dodger stadium i'm pretty sure wait the beginning of the movie yeah the movie opens up on scotty smalls he well we don't know it's him yet but he's walking through dodger stadium going to like his announcing booth really yep. i didn't remember that's the way it starts i thought it starts with them just like moving mm -mm. yeah oh. it's him like and the narrator i found out is the director of the movie yeah yeah writer like, director narrator but the guy, screen, the actor, yeah. is not the director. The actor's right? not the director. Okay. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Because um, it's him telling the story of like how we like of his relationship with baseball and like yeah stuff like that. Yeah, and it takes place in the '60s, right? In '62 in the Valley, our yeah. current home. Yeah. Which, I mean, I guess I could see the inspiration. Although this was shot in Salt Lake City, Utah. Was not shot here in the Valley at all. Interesting. I wonder why. Cheaper. Probably. Yeah, I, I actually read in the production notes that um, they bought an empty lot out in the outskirts of Salt Lake City, Utah and built, uh, built the baseball field, the Tim, the the twins, their house, and where the treehouse was, and then the yard where um where the dog is, like that house or that little yeah, outside thing that I did was read, all built on a lot. I did read that everything in the movie was man made. Like yeah. none of the stuff existed. Like they completely made everything. But what do you mean by the twins' house? I know you're referring to the twins in in the group of friends, right? Mm -hmm. But do we? I didn't know that we went to their house in the movie. They know they don't mention it. It's just I've seen this movie like over a million times, so I know it's that it's their house is the house with the treehouse because they get famous for building treehouses. Like Wait, when they really? do the synopsis, they're like, yeah, they or they invented mini malls or they started doing like prefabricated treehouses and then they moved on to mini malls, which was like their million dollar idea. Oh my gosh! The ones who kept repeating each other. Or yeah, yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I wondered whose house, the treehouse, or like who's who owned the treehouse, because they never really said that. But yeah, the whole movie is kind of just a bunch of little vignettes, right? It's just like a, yeah. a bunch of little, just like snippets of. For all whatever these reason, if you haven't seen this movie and you've somehow seen A Christmas Story, it's very much the same, yeah. just revolving around baseball instead of revolving around Christmas. It's like little Norman Rockwell esque vignettes of kids in the 60s you know that's a bourbon 
like this is the idyllic uh american life is you know you have which never happens anymore who has nine friends first of all and who has nine friends that want to play baseball and doesn't all want to be pitcher or first you know like yeah you have someone oh and everyone wants to play a different position like who wants to play catcher when you're playing little league like that's the you use a board for a catcher i guess i i also kind of wanted to like are they playing baseball yeah it's an endless game that never ends but have you like did you pay i don't know i was watching it more closely and Mm -hmm. it's like they're not really playing baseball they're just Hit, they're just practicing they're just hitting the ball and running yeah but they're playing it as if it's a real game which is all i resonated with because we did the same thing like we'd play in my backyard and we didn't even have like it's like most people's backyards in my neighborhood they're like long and rectangular so it was you couldn't even really get a diamond in so you just kind of like morphed it to whatever worked for how you could play so for them it was like eight people are on the field and one of them bats and then once they bat they just switch i guess Huh. But there's only nine of them. Like, how can they? Well, that's why uh, Benny makes that joke. Instead of of playing eight positions, I only play seven now or something. Once they get smalls in. Because they couldn't, even with him playing, or when they played before, they had eight people. Which means they only had seven fielding instead of nine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess guess they're playing baseball. (laughs) It's a version of baseball. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, anyway, to get us back on track with the script, after we're introduced to the narrator who uh, starts talking about his life, he mentions how he moves to the Valley as a kid in 62. He's, I guess, their image of a nerd, but really it's just like he has a connect set or something that like plays with marbles. But it's like any other kid would be normally like, you know, you have no friends when you go to a new neighborhood. So yeah, that's really the only thing that makes him nerdy. He's Not a the little fact that he awkward, plays. though, yeah. too. Like, oh, and, yeah, he doesn't and... know how to play baseball. Yeah. he all, That hat also. That's a fishing hat. Is that Was yeah. that a big thing in the 60s? That long, like... No, I remember, like, as a kid, I asked about it, and I think what I remember hearing is that hat has a long bill so you can stick a bunch of, like, flies on it. So when you're out fishing, you just take the fly off your hat, and then oh. you can put it on but it's like that's the only hat he had he didn't have a baseball hat yeah. so he had to wear a fishing hat yeah so he moved with his mom and his stepdad right we don't which really is know uh what's the... his name dennis leary dennis leary who is uh he knows how nerdy his kid is yeah he's like a dick doesn't even want to play ball with him and then when he does he's like this kid's gonna get hurt and he, he gets fucking hurt. he gets he's hurt. like the mean like jock at in high school and like is like yeah. bullying his step kid which i don't know if he was bullying him i don't know he's trying to that was like the that was the best version of 1960s trying it's just like hey i'm not beating him so like i deserve an award i just felt like that relationship was kind of weird and also i feel like the mom is weird for letting him move in when he doesn't seem well to they like moved her. there because of him what that wasn't their house they like moved there like Oh, they moved in with That's him? like their first house together or something like that. Or, they're, you know, he... I don't know if he moved to their place, but they moved together and that's like their new house. Okay. So I he's just, like starting a new family. I don't know. I feel like if I was a single mom dating, I would want to find a guy that also liked my child 
and it seems like he just like wanted nothing to do with him. Well, okay. Now, well, now imagine that you're in the 1960s and you're a woman with a, you're a single mother with only child. You're just kind of going to jump on whatever boat you can to avoid all the stigma behind it. I suppose. And he's not terrible. He's just not a great father. Yeah. And he never really comes around to being a great father. It's just like, he didn't beat me when I lost the baseball. So he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a pretty good guy. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we get to, we meet his family. His mom wants him to go out and make friends. Um, and he notices the kids at school playing baseball, or I'm not sure if he's there. Like we, we see the kids playing baseball and it starts with one of the kids getting in a pickle at home or it was Benny. He gets in a pickle at like a game of softball or in a game of baseball at their school. I guess they never figured out in the sixties how to, uh, beat a pickle play at home. But a uh, spoiler alert, you just throw the ball to home plate and hold it because <laughs> where are you going to go? Yeah. But it happens like three times in the movie. There's a pickle play at home. It's like no one, not even in the majors, does anyone know how to play that? I guess I didn't notice that part. But yeah. it just, I, the thing that I was curious about, I, I mean, I think I read that all the kids were around like 12, 13 mm -hmm. years old, right? But Benny seems so much older than all the other kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he seemed like 16. And all the oh, kids yeah. are like, like 12 year olds it was really strange to me i don't know if he was like the same age or not i guess at that age got like boys are well they said that they had stages. originally or what i read in production notes is they wanted the kids to be like eight or nine and yeah. they originally started casting eight or nine and they were like no these kids got to be way older once they started casting yeah yeah the humor is definitely more mature i think well a little bit i don't know what kind of, what humor are you talking about? Just like uh, the jokes in this movie? Just, yeah, like, like the jokes here and there and the, like, like the, the pool scene and like, yeah, that sort of thing. We're watching a 90s movie. I mean, when you compare it to some of the other ones that have come after, I feel like there's, yeah, there's still controversy. Yeah. So, um, so he comes across this group of kids, right? And, doesn't he run into them first at the drugstore or is he not there for that? When the drugstore like is afterwards. So it's oh, like after okay. you meet the family and you get a little vignette, you get to see that the kids play baseball. He, I think his mom forces the dad to play catch with him oh, yeah. in the backyard. And for whatever reason, all he has is a plastic mitt, which yeah. uh, for people who aren't aware, uh, no one gets plastic mitts like that's something that you would use for like i don't know like a baby photo shoot or something like that like you yeah, have a, like mitt a in display the yeah like a display you don't actually use it to catch the ball so in playing catch with a son where his son can't throw it he has to like walk over and hand him the ball he ends up telling him like hey put the mitt up in front of your face and catch it and he does catch it but it breaks the mitt and the ball ends up pinning him in the face anyway and uh yeah, from there, it seems like he's going to give up on baseball, but he ends up just going out and like kind of spying on the kids playing baseball. Yeah. Well, does his, is that when his uh, thing breaks, his mitt, or does it break later? Because doesn't he already know Benny when his, uh, like he comes over to his house and he's sitting on the porch and he's like, come play baseball. And he's like, I well, can't. it's after this scene. So like he, yeah. he sneaks in there with no mitt and just to like kind of watch them play. 
and I guess this is uh, based off of the writer director's real life experience. Uh, his older brother wanted to play baseball with these kids and they wouldn't let him and they hit a ball over the fence and he decided to get on their good side. He would try and go over and get the ball, but ended up getting bitten by a dog named Hercules. That's funny. <laughs> and so he wrote a movie about yeah. his brother's experience, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a good movie. Yeah. Like, it's so heartwarming. And so like, yeah, great coming of age movie. Yeah, and like it I don't know, I feel like it's good for all ages. Like older people might, you know, resonate with some of the period time things. Yeah. Uh and then so as he's out there spying on the kids, he they hit a fly ball out to him and he ends up not being able to catch it. Like looks like the biggest sissy trying like waving his hat at it as it like comes at him and then they tell him to throw it back and of course he can't throw so they laugh at him and he like runs away and that's when uh benny like goes to his house afterwards and is like hey come play with us and he's like i don't even have a mitt and then benny is like i have another mitt which yeah. is why i thought like watching it this time i think he's secretly a rich kid like who just gives away mitts and hats like He's a ton yeah. of stuff. I, I mean, I guess he just, just plays a lot of baseball. He's just really but... into baseball. I yeah. mean, if you're really into some, like, I mean, I have like three pairs of boxing gloves. And... Yeah. But there's just other stuff too. Like he pays for the uh, carnival ride later on in the movie. Yeah. But also he can't afford like 67 cents for a baseball or however much it was. I don't know if yeah. I wrote it down. But That's the only part that doesn't fit. 98 is he's cents. really upset about the 98 I wrote cents that for down. baseball. 98 cents. I also wrote down how many baseballs do they run through per week? Because 98 cents is like, I mean, I guess that's a lot in the 60s. Yeah. I wonder how much that's equivalent to now. Maybe like five bucks, 10 bucks. We can do that math really quick. <laughs> what was 98 cents in 1962 in today's money? Wow. So a uh, dollar in 1962 is eight dollars and sixty eight cents in twenty twenty one? Okay, so probably probably eight dollars then, because it's ninety eight cents for the baseball. Yeah, so, it's eight around bucks. eight bucks. That's, I mean, that's that's a good amount of cash when you're thirteen or whatever. Yeah, like to keep shelling out for baseballs. It's true, but you could do it. Yeah, it's not impossible. Is that how much a baseball is now, though? I don't think baseballs are that. I don't expensive. think baseballs are eight dollars. No, you could probably get a baseball for like five bucks. Yeah. Or something. Okay. Yeah. So they they hit a few balls over though mm -hmm. throughout the movie. Yeah. Well, that's just the you find them, you you know pick them up somewhere. Like I would. Uh, I remember when we were kids, like baseballs were currency. So I knew exactly how many plastic wiffle balls we had, like how many tennis balls we had, how many actual baseballs, because you'd have to remember what fence you hit it over. And whose neighbor's house you would have to go and get it from. Like yeah. we had a whole system. Like we had some neighbors that knew just to throw them back. And then some neighbors who were like, oh, we have to go over to their house, but they're never home. Yeah. I never really played baseball with my, or softball with my friends other than like softball games or like practice. But yeah. I had a basketball hoop in my backyard and basketballs were way more expensive. And yeah, I, but you never lose a basketball. I did a few times over the neighbor's house. And she was like an old lady. And I remember I had to go over a couple times to like get my ball. And 
it was actually very similar to the end scene when they go over to his house and like he like sits him down and they like they talk you talk to this old lady because yeah, you lost the basketball in yeah. the backyard i had to talk to her because but i was fine i mean she was really nice did she give you a baseball signed by the new york yankees she did not but <laughs> i think it. i remember there might have been lemonade involved or some sort of iced tea or something yeah that's yeah cool. she was sweet but yeah that happened a few times and it was like i'd have to go over and knock on the door and yeah yeah the pains know. of living in the suburbs was you had to like <laughs> sometimes go to the neighbor's house that you didn't want to talk to <laughs> yeah nowadays i don't think kids kids are too sissy to to do that no on one plays own. in the backyard anymore no one's losing yeah. baseballs yeah so he t gives him the glove tells him to come back at 8 a.m which is something where like okay you're not my friend if you want me to wake up at eight o'clock to play well, baseball when you're a kid even as a kid i would have hated waking up at eight yeah i remember we had baseball games at eight on saturdays and it was the hardest like i prayed for 10 o'clock or one o'clock games doesn't he also give him uh a hat too he's like don't wear that hat he wears the hat for a couple more games oh, he and does? then after like after a couple more times he gives him a like a dodgers hat or something i forget oh no it was like an old hat with like an h on it or something maybe it was like an old astros hat or something no i think it had an m on it oh, oh no that's right. it, had it, was a c. it had a c oh c. yeah it c. was a c it was an old cubs hat i think it was an old cubs hat c with a it kind of looked like cow colors though like it was like blue and yellow. Okay. I don't think it was Cubs. It wasn't Cubs. Okay. I thought maybe it was a chance. Yeah. It was very generic looking. Yeah. Uh, somewhere in there, you also get introduced to the whole gang. Which, um, you know, for a group of kids, like where there's nine of them, they're actually pretty memorable. Yeah. Well, they all have their own shtick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Repeats himself. Actually, a couple of them are just repeating themselves. The twins repeat themselves. Yeah. Uh, There's like the tall, nerdy kid. Bertram. Bertram's a tall, yeah. nerdy kid. The great, uh, what's his name? Um, Ham. Ham. The kid from all of our favorite yeah. 90s Your sports movies. Your favorite kid Scientologist. Is he Scientologist? He's Scientologist. Oh, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's in it. Huh. He has a lot of he's the only one who made it out with acting gigs too. You mean like other ones? Uh, yeah. some of the boys were in um the Mighty Ducks movies though. Like Oh yeah, the pitcher was in the Mighty Ducks. The second the and third ones. Pitcher. And uh Benny or Yeah, Benny shows up as the kid who can't stop. He's really fast yeah. but he can't stop. I think he comes in on the second one. He's not in the original. Yeah, he's though. in the second and, and third one. And then, obviously, isn't Ham, Ham's in all of them, right? Or no, no, Ham's not in it. Oh, he's not in that one? No, uh, the first one he's is... He's in the big green, though. He's in the big green. No, the, the goalie from from the Mighty Ducks, he's oh. the guy that had that meth problem recently. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. after that, it was, what's his name? It was Keenan Thompson was the goalie. <sighs> And then uh, Julie the cat. Oh, and the third and one. The third one. Yeah. Are they still making a show of the yeah. Mighty Ducks? I'm excited. I know, I know those movies as well as I know this movie. We didn't forget anyone from their group of friends, did we? I think Squints. Squints. How could we forget Squints? Yeah. The yeah. Uh, Who's who looks like a nerd, but he's not really a nerd. He's so cute. 
he's like Smalls the is cutest definitely the kid. His smile, he's so cute. <laughs> I looked at a picture of him recently too, and he's still cute. <laughs> but he hasn't been in anything since, really. He's I think... been in other. He's been in the sequels of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Which went direct to. Yeah. DVD Which, or VHS home video. Uh, yeah, if you take one lesson away from the sand from listening to our Sandlot podcast, it should be don't watch Sandlot two and Sandlot three. I'm a little curious though because I saw pictures from I don't know if it was the second or third one, but it was Squints is in it and he's like much older, he's much older, and he's yeah. like mentoring the kids or something. I don't know. I don't know. Just don't. I'm watch a little it. intrigued. It's but. the it's. Uh, the writer director. This is the only thing he's done. He's on the Sandlot, and then it says Sandlot Two and Sandlot Three. Wow. He just and I was I was like, remember when the Sandlot Two came out, and I didn't know it was him who wrote it. And I was like, how dare they take the same movie with the same music with the same beats, and you just changed a couple of the elements. Like almost the lines are the same. Did you watch it? I've watched, I watched Sandlot Two a little bit. I think I had to watch it in a class, and I ended up just not paying attention, like. I hated it. Like in a film class or in in like I think it was like literature, uh, film and literature, or something. And I don't know why we picked. I didn't pick Sandlot too, but it was a joke class that I just like kind of took to fill out. Like, hey, I just need. I want to take an easy class that I know I'll ace. And so I was like, I'll ace film and literature, and I did. Yeah, I took film as lit too, but. We read Fried Green Tomatoes and Oh, we didn't ones. read anything. You had to read books? Yeah. We just watch movies. <laughs> I want to go to your school. I want to go back in time and go to Katie's school where all they did was just watch movies and classes. <laughs> we had what, to beg for movies. That's all I remember we from high school and elementary school is all the movies that we watched. <laughs> and having... Yeah, like Bane growing up in the darkness. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we learned other things, though. I just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> so Benny invites him back to the Sandlot to play a game, and it's it's kind of almost like a tryout um, for him, for all the kids. and the kids Even though are, the kids don't already are like, I'd rather play with eight people. Yeah, they're like, this guy's a nerd. Like, let's not. And then Benny's like, what are you talking about? You guys are nerds. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, let him play. And so they do. And then he's like, isn't Quickly he... proven wrong because he can't do anything out there in the field. He does also, yeah. like, doesn't know where he's center like, go to is. left center. And he's like, where? here? And he's like, no, over Left alone. center. Yeah. Go towards the center. <laughs> and then and then he's like, oh, I, I can't. Or no, he says, he says he's going to hit the ball to him, right? And he's like, I can't catch the ball. It's like, just hold your glove in the air. And yeah, and does, I'll, do, I'll do the rest. Which is like, who can actually no. do that? I no. don't think anybody can One do that. One in a million. If I did that, I'd be losing my shit. Just like, oh my God, I hit it into someone's... <laughs> Not even like a pro baseball player, no. I feel like, and could he, do that. Yeah. The way that the face he makes is like, that should be on a textbook photo of how to get hit in the face with a ball, is make yeah. this face when the ball's coming at you and he's like, doing he's this with just, your mitt. He's literally just holding his mitt in the air and closing his eyes. Looking away, like yeah. waiting for it to hit him in the side of the face. <laughs> yeah. And then the ball lands magically, like perfectly. In the glass. Also, The other thing is, is if he, I don't know, I don't know why I thought about this, but when I first learned softball, a big thing was 
you know, you have to squeeze the mitt when you, when the ball goes in or also bounce out. And he he automatically knew how to do that. I noticed. Yeah. And I was like, well, if he really didn't know how to play baseball, it would have probably popped out. But yeah. And honestly, even if it was something where he hit it right to him, he's going to miss the ball 99% of the time. That was 100% a lucky catch. Yeah. So, yeah. And then and then he like... Oh, goes, he teaches him to throw? Yeah, he by tells like... him to throw it to, to second, right? And then he, he like, he, he can't figure out what foot to put in front of the other and how to throw it. And so he just like runs the ball over and puts it in squint's glove. <laughs> and they're all like, what It is the still fuck? painful to watch this like now seeing that happen yeah like secondhand embarrassment michael scott level and then when do they decide that he's cool like does he he shows him how to throw well he after that they're like benny like who is this guy and he runs out there again and he's like i should just go home and he's like he's like i can't throw and he's like have you ever a paper route oh that's right yeah and then he was like i helped a kid once and he was like just when you throw and your hand gets here, let go. And then he throws the perfect throw. And it's like, even with that advice, you wouldn't have thrown it like that. Like, yeah, that takes practice. But yeah. I guess we got to keep it moving. You can't be teaching a kid. I mean, in real life, he wouldn't have made it past that first bad throw. It would have just been like, I'm never talking to that kid. He is social poison. Yeah. <laughs> See how he embarrassed himself out there Did in front you... of the baseball kids. Yeah. He fucked up in front of the baseball kids. Did you know Benny's full name? Benjamin Rodriguez. I know it's Rodriguez. Well, his like his baseball name is Benny the Jet Rodriguez, but well, his, yeah. his they say his full they name do at the say end. His full name. I don't know what it is. I wrote it down. It's Benjamin Franklin. Oh God! They named him Ben Franklin Rodriguez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Ben Franklin. Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez. Ben Franks. Yeah. Okay, weird. I didn't I why have I blocked that out? I would have thought They say it at the very it's at the very end when when he's like just saying that, you know, he made he made the big times and he's Yeah. Yeah. So after he learns how to throw, he makes the team, and then they go on like all these series of adventures. I think the first thing is, don't they go over to the treehouse, which is apparently at the twins' house? No, the treehouse is actually later in the movie. That's what kicks off this, the third part of the movie, which is them trying to get the ball back. Oh, okay. Uh, so I think the whole lead up to that is just them playing baseball. Like, um, I think eventually like he ends up hitting the guts out of the ball. Benny does. Benny does. Or wait, no, they, uh, I think right after they get smalls, they get like challenged by the douchebag kids with the, <laughs> the oh, matching yeah. bikes and uniforms. Yeah. And they challenge them to a game at their field, which is like a little league field. Yeah. And uh, I remember as a kid thinking, there's no way this would work. Like, especially with ties at the base. Like, those kids already hated each other. They're just going to end up throwing fists because no one will agree if someone was safe or out. Like, no one's going to play that game fairly. Yeah. I love Ham. Yeah. His jokes of the plate are great. Yeah. Yeah. Still to this day. <laughs> yeah. And they spank that team. Yeah. They end up beating them. And then they celebrate at the carnival. Oh. Isn't that 4th of July? Or is that separate? The carnivals, or 4th of July is after? 
Oh, okay. Because uh, they're like, it transitions from 4th of July to him like hitting the guts out of the ball, which is what forces Smalls to grab the Babe Ruth ball. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know this movie way too well. I can go like yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah. So they go to this carnival. Which Benny also pays for, the secret rich kid. Yeah, I guess. Uh, because they beat the crap out of How much is scene. a carnival ticket, though? You probably paid like, you well, know. For baseball, it's 98 cents. I got to imagine it's got to be something, right? But that was okay. a baseball's worth of tickets. Probably. And uh, then they also, as real baseball players do, had some chew. Bertram had some chew on him. And so they all had some chew before they get onto the ride. And I learned an interesting production note is that they made that fake chew that they had. It was made out of licorice and bacon pieces. And apparently, like, as they... Oh, I thought I read it was beef jerky. I don't know. Maybe that's just like a... It was probably, you know... Bacon and beef jerky are pretty close, but I'm pretty sure that's so gross. That's what they said and what I read. And apparently like the sick like faces they had were real because they had to do that scene so many times and they were chewing licorice and bacon or whatever meat was in there. And so they're like, yeah, it's kind of realistic. And then and then it even had the ingredients for what they used for the vomit. It was like basically like split pea soup and like some other stuff that they mixed together. oatmeal. Oatmeal was in it. Yeah. I think oatmeal is just what they use in the biz. Yeah. For vomit. Good Seems chunky. like that's what they used in Bridesmaids too. Yeah. <laughs> so we're learning the ins and outs of vomit. Yeah. As we do these movies. Uh from there I I wanna say it's the pool scene, maybe? Or does that come later on in the movie? Um, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really write anything down about the pool scene so yeah i mean you we don't really need to discuss any of that in uh great detail but i did learn that on that pool scene that it was freezing when they shot it yeah and you can tell when uh, every other day was like over a hundred degrees right like Mm -hmm. when they were shooting except for the day that they had to do the pool scene yeah and which is funny because you can totally tell when squints walks up to the um diving board his teeth are chattering like yeah. so badly, like he's about to lose his teeth. And I never noticed that. I just thought it was supposed to be nerves, but yeah. he's totally freezing. Just like I'm not. Yeah. Want to go in the pool? Yeah, and then that scene is just so iconic with uh, Wendy Peppercorn. Yeah. And which she's got to be well, if they're supposed to be twelve or thirteen, she's maybe three years older. She was eighteen, I think, when they shot that movie. I think she oh, the turned actress 19. Herself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Got it. I think. Is that what I read? Or was it 16? No, I th- I think it was 18. Yeah. Somewhere around there. 16, 17, 18, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, did you know that that, so that actress, Marley Shelton, um, did you know that she's in, in Planet Terror? You remember oh. like the doctor? Like the, yeah. the nurse or whatever. Or I guess she's credited as a doctor, but I thought she was a nurse. From in the, the beginning, from the hospital yeah, scene? Yeah, from the hospital Man, scene. I want to watch that now. Yeah, that's her. And I looked at wow. the pictures too. Like, I don't know. She doesn't even look the same, but. Okay. I haven't seen Planet Terror in a long time. Yeah. She's also in Death Proof for a little bit because those movies were together. But yeah, 
I, I don't think she's really been in anything else like really memorable though. But I did, I did read that. And I was like, oh my god, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. It's... And if anyone's interested, which probably not, but <laughs> the like the pool that they used that's in Salt Lake City still has like the same painted design as as it was in the movie when they filmed it in the 90s. Like it hasn't aged at all. It looks like exactly the same pool, except they just have a new water slide. Huh. That's interesting. So if you want to go visit the Sandlot pool, <laughs> pretend to drown. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know if it's around this part, but it's it's important to the story. It's Ham ends up hitting a home run after uh, taunting the pitcher, like or the pitcher ends up taunting Ham He's like, I dare you to hit my fastball, and he ends up hitting it out and into the backyard of the beast, which Smalls hasn't learned about yet. And he's, yeah. But like, he can oh, hear I'll like there's like animal-like sounds back there. Yeah. But uh, he's like, oh, no, guys, I'll go get it. And as he's about to jump over the fence, they freak out and pull him down and tell him, like, you can't go back there. There's a dog or there's the beast is back there. And he's like, what's the beast? Yeah. And they're like, we got to have a camp out. And so they all yeah. camp out in, in the, the tree, tree house, like looking over. So then they go in and uh, have this like slumber party in this massive tree house that fits nine kids. Yeah. I wanted a tree house like that. It was like a multiple story so cool. one too. Yeah. Did, it, did you hear about the, uh, the production, like how they got that tree? I did. Yeah, yeah. Because those trees are really expensive. Yeah. They almost lost their budget or they couldn't afford it. But they found some guy that was um, like cutting down this like hundred year old oak tree because it was like starting to like root into his house or his backyard or something. And they were like, hey, can we like just have your tree? He's like, sure. So they took the tree instead of like buying one and were able to use that. But did they build the tree house in that? I think so. Like, did they actually shoot? They didn't shoot. I don't know if they shot scene. that inside scene in the tree, yeah. but the tree was a real tree and yeah. it's something that they like cemented into the ground, I guess. Wow. Yeah, that tree house looked dope though. And yeah, you know, they did, you know, normal like it had a roof and like a balcony and And then they told they told him the whole story about the beast and how it's like this like Squint's grandfather was the one who like chained him up. Or like he was the cop who told him he had to chain up his dog because he kept biting, attacking people. Yeah. He like ate a kid or something, they said. Yeah. And and they so had all like, these crazy yeah. stories about it. And then um, and then Ham teaches him how to do a s'more because apparently he has no idea what s'mores are. Yeah. He's yeah. a kid who's never heard of s'mores. And I just thought about it, and I'm like, who invented s'mores? So I looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> who did invent s'mores? I'm curious. So her name, it was a a woman, Loretta Scott Crew. Um, but apparently no one knows for sure who invented it, okay. but she published a recipe for some mores in a 1927 uh, publication ah, called Tramping... Tramping and Trailing with the Girl Scouts. Oh, Tramping Magazine. I know that magazine. Tramping and Trailing. Oh, never mind. I don't know that. Magazine. I don't know. But it was in 1923. And uh, yeah, she got credit for it. 
and they were called some moors and then uh, you know over time people just started calling them s'mores but yeah there's a little fun fact for you i didn't know so i i, I was like i want to look that up after cool yeah it's a lady so um after celebrate the, women's history yeah after the um the camp or the camp out they then fourth of july happens yeah something like that yeah and yeah, then, none of these really matter too much yeah. as far as stakes go the only stakes is the baseball when it finally comes in and that's when that's fourth of july though i think and that's when uh what's his name benny hits the ball and like hits the like the it whole ball comes apart yeah which i've never seen or heard of happening yeah and everyone's like whoa and then benny's like upset because he's we can't, we play, can't no play no more, no more. <laughs> <laughs> you got 98 extra cents lying around yeah and so uh so then we didn't really explain but uh what's smalls is smalls stepdad is like super into baseball memorabilia and stuff yeah he's got like an office of stuff which another weird thing if you found out that your stepson was starting to take an interest into baseball like i'd be totally stoked if i was super into baseball i would like want to give up Fuck about that kid. Yeah, he was so mean. So anyways, and like show him everything and be like, look at this. Like, let me teach you about baseball history. But like, he just- Why aren't they watching the baseball or listening to the ball games together? He's not listening to a ball game? Yeah, it's like so I think he's like always on like, he's traveling. It seemed like he was a traveling At that point, he's traveling. Yeah, and so he- He's living that death of a salesman life. (laughs) Just comes home just depressed. But Smalls had seen before that he has a baseball in uh, on his dresser in his room. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, oh, I have a baseball at home. So he goes and grabs it, unknowingly, no, not knowing that <laughs> the ball was signed by Babe Ruth, which is like, you know, their icon at the time. Which I don't know when I heard of Babe Ruth as a baseball fan, but I feel... I don't know who we learn it from, but I can't think of anyone who's like openly admitted to not knowing who Babe Ruth was before this movie. Like I knew who Babe Ruth was before, but I couldn't tell you where I learned it. I think it's just one of those things. Yeah, like if you're a fan, you like know. George Washington, you just kind of know. <laughs> I don't know. If that's the same thing. I, I I'd support you if it was like Larry Bird or something, and it'd just be like, okay. I know who Larry. Okay, Bird Michael is. Jordan. Let's say that it's yeah. like Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's just like not knowing who that is. It's like yeah. it's come up in conversation. I feel like. So he takes the ball from his stepdad's room and brings it out, and I guess they don't even notice that the signature's on it. Yeah, as a kid, I would have taken a look at the ball at least to be like whatever. But I guess they're just like we want to play so bad well it was kind of rubbed off a little i mean it was like obviously you know had been a while yeah and and then that's when smalls hits a home run which is like a big deal deal. because like i don't even remember the first time i hit a home run or if i ever did hit a home run never hit one (laughs) not outside of my backyard especially like (laughs) being like a like a kid who's literally learned baseball like a week ago yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and plus, like, the big, 
like caveat to hitting a home run is you have to have the weight or the muscle to push it out that far. Like Smalls is what ninety pounds. I don't you know, know how much weight you got to put behind that swing. He doesn't have the weight to hit it out that far, but yeah, he somehow gets it out there. Yeah, and he hits it over the fence, and and it's like, still a funny scene. Like they think like like he won't run the bases, he, like ends up stopping at second, and like I think it just broke his brain. Like I think I would have done the same thing. Just like did I really hit it out that far? Yeah. Well, Noah, he. I don't even know if he starts running, does he? No, he does. Oh, okay. He's running around. He's like rounding first because like Bertram was a first baseman. And he's like, oh, you had that clean over. And he's like starts freaking out. Yeah, because he realizes that he hit it over the fence. And he knows that it's a special ball. Which yeah. is like if he knew it was a special ball to begin with, why would he have taken it? Because it's his friends. He finally has friends. Yeah. And fuck his stepdad. What does he give a shit about me for? <laughs> fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Dennis Leary. Leaving me out here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, then he's like, you know, it's an important ball. And they're like, why? Because like, a lady signed it. Uh, yeah. Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. And then they like freak out and... Um, the great Bambino. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then they explain to him who Babe Ruth is, and which I don't know why that didn't come up yeah. before, but um, then that sort of kicks off the main conflict of the movie, right? And like they, well, the the closing conflict, really. Well, I guess the main like that's the main of the focus movie. of yeah. the movie, mm -hmm. like the you know what they're they got to do, um, and. So then they come up with all these tactics to get the ball. Yeah, using a stick, using uh, a like a long erector set with a metal pan on it. Yeah, and trying to like scoop it out. Yeah, they try like what like three or four different ways, and they can't get it. Yeah, they almost kill. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and then. I don't remember how they eventually get it. Do they just go over to his house or? Well, they, they find, they do the last one, which is he's like, I used all the erector set pieces I had and they built like a space, like lunar lander type esque like catapult that they like bring down like over the fence. And then he's using it like connected to a vacuum cleaner, that three vacuum yeah. cleaners to like suck the ball up and then the beast ends up like pinching shut the vacuum cleaner hose and like just toss everything that they put back there this dog like bends as if it's made out of paper like broken wet cardboard yeah and then tosses it back over the fence same with this like erector set thing that they send what over. is an erector set uh it's like primitive legos but made out of metal oh okay yeah I didn't know. So it was like nerdy robotic stuff for the sixties kids. Like before there was electronics, it was all just metal, like you know, you could fasten them together and build whatever you want. It's just oh, pieces of metal okay. and stuff. Or I don't know, maybe it was aluminum. Could have been like a light aluminum or something. But so he gets stuck over there, right? Or something? Or No, uh they end up like the vacuum cleaners back up and explode in the treehouse. 
and they're like, we've been going about this all wrong. Like we need like a new plan of attack. And that's when Benny has the dream where he meets Babe Ruth. Yeah. And he steals his uh, Hank Aaron baseball card. Yeah. <laughs> Which is worth thousands of dollars a couple years from then. And he just tells him like, be a legend, like grab the ball, but like not really a plan. Just like, yeah. just do it. Yeah. Do it, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. What if I die? Just fucking do it. You'll be a legend. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He changes his he changes his old PF flyers to new PF flyers. Oh yeah, the which PF is like one of the worst decisions you can make. Why would you wear new shoes like to be chased by this dog? I don't know. The blisters. I can't imagine. Yeah, and he goes. He just goes in and grabs it, right? Yeah, they have like a. It's like a dramatic like. Uh, old West showdown. They even have like the whistling, like, <laughs> like Kill yeah. Bill style. Yeah. So the the dog's chain breaks and hops over the fence, and they're chasing. They're just chasing each other through the streets of the town. Yeah. No one really cares. Like he's going through a movie theater, just like yelling for his life, and they're just like, "Oh, look That's at that brown weird. kid running for his life yeah. from that giant horse-sized <laughs> dog." Let's keep having our picnic. Yeah. Which I couldn't decide, like, what was it? It was like a Founder's Day picnic or something like that. Oh, yeah. There was some sort of parade or something happening. Yeah. And so. also, like, people watching um, that werewolf movie in a random gymnasium that he runs through. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That I was thought... funny. I still like that part. Yeah. Like, the little cutting back and forth to that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, they... He eventually makes it his way back to the sandlot, and they he, he jumps, hops back yeah. into the backyard for some reason, where the uh where they get back to the sandlot, and Benny ends up running into back into the yard where the dog's from, and the dog jumps back into the yard too, but as it jumps over the fence, collapses on top of the dog, and pins it. Yeah. And I thought the dog was dead for a second and I was sad. What's well, a big plume of dirt or whatever? It's like a bomb going off. And the dog's like crying. Yeah. It's sad. It's just a big baby. And then Smalls helps it out. And they uh, finally confront the blind neighbor who's been listening to this whole thing go on his backyard. <laughs> yeah. Who ends up being like a baseball legend also. Lucky so, for them. Yeah. Because the ball is destroyed. It is... It somehow has Yaya's, Yaya's gum on it, like fossilized onto the side of it somehow. Well, because they, they used his gum as one of the tactics to get the ball when it was, you know, when they had all their different ways to get it. And they have like it, a fishing line. It no. They, okay. it, was, it was the stick. Oh, maybe where there was gum on the end of the stick? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't yeah. think it stuck from that though, but yeah. Yeah, so the ball's ruined, and then he he has another ball that he gives him. The um, what's his name? What's the guy's name? The blind. James Earl Jones. No. Yeah. Yeah, James Earl. Yeah, he get James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he gives him uh his ball that he has, which is like uh, um, it's like signed by all the people the on the team. Ball. Yeah. yeah. So 
Um, and then he he gives it back to his stepdad. His stepdad's still pissed at him. And you know, later on in that scene, he still beat the shit out of him because he's like, how <laughs> dare you touch my stuff? I don't care if you gave me a million dollars. Yeah. But hees like, all right, I guess you get I yeah. mean that ball was worth so much more than oh, just yeah. the Babe Ruth one. But he still lost the Babe Ruth one. I don't know if you ever forget that. Whatever. So um, and then I guess he comes around to him. And then like that's when he just narrates kind of like, and then, you know, it's like the epilogue. He's like, here's where everyone ended up. And they all end up right where you think, except for Bertram, who gets really into drugs i guess yeah yeah which we also found an interesting production note uh that actor who plays bertram the last movie he did in his career was called the 1960s and in the movie at the very end in the epilogue they say oh uh, bertram got really into the 60s and then no one ever saw him again yeah so it's like pretty funny that his last movie is the 1960s or was called the 1960s but they didn't know that though well no yeah he did this in like the 2010s or something yeah it's crazy um i also read that him and yeah yeah were voices in hey arnold but does he do the voice of stinky i know right he looks just like stinky but no no. It's uh, I was like looking at it and the character names didn't sound familiar to me. I don't think they're reoccurring characters. I think it was just kind of like one-offs. But... Oh, like background or something. Yeah. They do like a bunch of reunions. You can learn so much from just like all the articles people have about this because they do a ton of like reunion tours with the original cast. Even Mike Vitar. Oh, yeah. Benny. Yeah, if you ever need to beat an, an autistic man no. in a neighborhood, uh, Mike Vitar is there. Just give him a call. He'll hold the legs down. <laughs> yeah, I, I I went down a rabbit hole uh, when I was looking at the cast because I was trying to find like interesting stuff. And um, Michael Vitar, who plays Benny, Benjamin Franklin Rodriguez. Ben Franks. Um, he was... So after the movie, he he was in a couple other things, like he was in those Mighty Duck movies, and then he retired in like '97 or something from um, acting. And then he like he was like an EMT for a little bit, and then eventually became a firefighter in like the early 2000s. So he's currently an LA firefighter right now, as you know, even now. But um, he in 2015 was charged with a felony assault because him and like two other of his friends on Halloween decided to like confront this guy that was like giving out candy to to kids um and oh he didn't mention it was Halloween I just thought he was a weird guy handing out candy in which case I was like okay I can get kind oh of no that. no it was Halloween his name was Samuel Chang and he was like a college student or something, but we watched the video of it because you can you can see a video of the whole thing, and he does seem a little bit off. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, anyone who's getting uh, threatened by like someone who's like, "What are you doing in our neighborhood? You should get out of here!" and he's just like, "I yeah, have like every three right very to be intimidating here." Yeah, men. and it was just like, uh, "Yeah, yeah." Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you're understanding the social cue right now about what's about to happen, but. Uh... 
Yeah, and like he apparently was kind of dressed weird. Like he was like in a whole mismatch of, of like Halloween costumes. Like he was wearing like a Batman mask with like a Dracula cape and like just like well, Batman has a cape. Or maybe it wasn't that. I, I don't know. Or yeah. like Mickey Mouse gloves or something. Like okay. it was just like a bunch of different. It he looked a little weird. Okay. Like sketchy. And something about his zipper being halfway down, but apparently that was not like no one Confirmed. could prove that. Yeah. yeah. But um but they thought he was on drugs. Turns out he was not on drugs. Um he was handing out candy and for some reason, which this was a very popular thing in the nineties if you weren't around at the time, but parents were terrified that their kids were getting drug-laced yeah. candy that like that was a thing yeah they were terrified that there's drug addicts who were addicted to drugs but then also giving their drugs away free to kids yeah like i don't i don't think if that <laughs> like a, was ever yeah. a thing but so that was what happened well that was 2015 though actually so that's kind of weird but anyways they they like confronted him and there's a video of it um, of them just being like, hey, like get get out of here. And the guy's just kind of being like, uh, I have a right to be here, blah, blah, blah. And then they end up like attacking him. And Michael Vitar doesn't, he's not really the main abuser. Um, it's like his friend that like puts him like in a chokehold and stuff, but- He's uh, there. <laughs> yeah, he's there and apparently there's other videos of him like him and the other guy like holding down his legs. So, he's <laughs> definitely part of the problem. Yeah, not innocent. Um and yeah, so like uh the guy almost died though. He was like in the hospital for like a few days, like 4 days or something, and he apparently had like injuries that even to this day like uh like sort of like brain injuries or something. Um, and he passed out. They had to like resuscitate him, which luckily they were firefighters. So they gave him CPR and stuff, which is crazy that they well, just... Well, see, at least they were polite with the BS. They brought him back. <laughs> what are you complaining about? Like, what the hell? <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Um, and, and I guess he pleaded no contest and kind of got off. He got three years probation and 90 days community service. And then he was suspended from his job for six months, which you're a firefighter. I mean, I guess it's cops. It's the same way. I don't want to get all political, but it's like you assaulted a guy you're supposed to serve and protect. Yeah, an and, innocent guy. Yeah, innocent guy, <laughs> off duty. You're not even like like... Like yeah. why? And, and and you only get six months suspended. You're not getting like fired. Like, I don't know. But anyways, um, yeah, I thought that was super interesting. But now he's he's a firefighter in LA. So if you're... So if you need someone to hold someone's legs down while you beat them to death. <laughs> you know who to call. Call, call the Chatworth Fire Department. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which Chatworth is like five miles from here, I think. It's like pretty close. So nearby. So he actually lives. Cool. Near Give him a call. Valley. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't know if he actually does the touring around with the other cast members. Sounds no, like No, there's some people who just don't do it. I think he's yeah. done. And then, yeah, there's a couple of other people that have been not coming back. Do you have any other notes that we didn't get to during the podcast? Uh, it was shot in 42 days. 
Yeah, that's quick. Which is pretty quick. Um, and then the original title, do you know that? The Boys of Summer. Yeah. Yeah. But they had to like change it because there's a book by yeah. the same name. And I, I, what I read, the author told the director, if you use that name, I will sue you up and down or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So he's like, so we changed the name. Wow. Um, the Beast was played by two English Mastiffs and a puppet that Who took... played his balls <laughs> because those were huge. <laughs> played by two basketballs. The puppet or the, the actual dog? I was joking just because oh. like the ball shots on that dog. It's like, oh, my God, those are like those are like two ostrich eggs in like Gross. a sack. It's huge. Well, it's I mean, that's like 10 Rigby's. So <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the puppet that they had in some scenes of the movie was so large, it took two people to operate it. Yeah. Yeah. The ones where it's like under the. Oh, the ones where it's like chewing on the, uh, yeah. I think it's like when they're at the treehouse and they're like telling the story of it and stuff. Or well, like there's also scenes it. where it's like you see him chewing on stuff. Mm. Like the one where he chews the ramp that they put the, the catapult paw. down and the paw. Yeah. yeah. And it's clearly a puppet. So, yeah. Um, another note that I had, I hate to go back to Benny, but um, at the end of the movie we see like the movie closes with the narrator talking about all the things. And then you find out that Benny is now playing on the Dodgers and, and we're at one of his still trying to steal home that jerk. Yeah. And we're at one of his games and they're playing the giants, which is, which is our team. The real, (laughs) the real winners here. Yeah. Which I thought was funny. I mean, I guess yeah. they've always been uh, rivals. Yeah. So it was appropriate. But um, and then you cut to the like announcer booth, and you learn that that's where um, Smalls ended up. He's a he's an announcer for baseball, and um, but the scenes where you see Benny like playing baseball, it's actually um, Mike Vitar's older brother in real life that plays him. Really? As an adult, yeah. Wow. So that's why he like looks, looks like, like him. It. Yeah. That's but then insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. And he died. Oh. Yeah. Later on. Was he beaten to death? No. <laughs> he. I think he got was he like beaten to death for handing out candy. No, on I Halloween? think he had prostate cancer or something, oh. or like some something some sickness. He died of. R.I.P. Yeah. So. R.I.P. Older Benny. But that's Only... what you get for robbing home on the Giants. <laughs> no. <laughs> But yeah, that's those are the only things I found online. I think the most interesting thing to me was the whole the Halloween whole incident. Incident, yeah. yeah. So I was kind of interested in what the critics, like the popular critics, thought of this movie and what their reviews were. So I pulled out my large lettered Malton movie guide, and um, he rated this two and a half stars out of four. And what he wrote about it was innocuous film for kids about a 60s Sandlot baseball team, their acceptance of the new kid on the block, and their ongoing battle with a ferocious neighboring dog. And then he says, no real insight or resonance here. 
an incredibly condescending, heavy-handing narration, but a pleasant enough time filler for younger viewers. Arliss Howard and Brooke Adams appear unbilled, followed by two direct-to-video sequels. And yeah. So. I'm not sure what he means by heavy-handed. I don't know either. Because there wasn't real, like, what was the message that was heavy-handed in this movie that if you play baseball a lot, that you might get good and play baseball in the major leagues? Like, I thought uh, it was more about, like, friendship with friends. I didn't see what the message was. Or, other than that. Yeah. I don't see how that's heavy-handed. Yeah. I guess it's like there was no conflicts in the group, really. Like, that threatened the threat of the group. Everyone was friends no matter what. So yeah, just... there was no real, I mean, it is a kid's movie, but there was no real life kind of problems introduced. Like, there yeah. was no talk of, like, you know, status or, like, there was not really any real real drama. It was all kind of it's made It's a Christmas up drama. story drama. It's like, oh, no, like, I... <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. nothing, no real high stakes. You know, everyone's going to make it to the end of this. Yeah. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. I still love it. I still do, too. It's, it's uh, just don't expect it to give you any, um, like, important life lessons. Yeah. Everything's perfect in this world. Yeah. yeah Except for Bertram, who somehow died to drugs in the 60s, and they're just like, that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> got Wait, always... he died? They insinuate it at the end, where, like, everyone else is, like, they're able to follow the through line for everyone. And then it was like, Bertram, I lost track of Bertram in the 60s. He got really into the 60s, and no one saw him again. That doesn't mean that he died. He, he died. probably just got... He overdosed on LSD. Live on the streets. Yeah, I I, I really like this movie. Um, yeah. I'm glad that it's It's, it's cool. a 60s movie, and it's idyllic 60s. Don't look for any sort of, like, social commentary here. It's, yeah. It's a fun. It's a fun movie if you love baseball. I think anyone could enjoy it too. Like yeah. if you haven't seen it recently, it's you know we're all in quarantine watching the same Netflix shit. I believe it's um, on Hulu. Oh, it is says it available on Hulu with oh, subscription? Okay, so yeah, so you know, give it it's another a, watch. It's a good rewatch. Okay, so for the box office, I looked up uh, this movie released on April seventh, nineteen ninety three, and it had a budget of seven million dollars and. Through its box office run, landed 50th for the year for '93 with 34.3 million. Oh, well, it made money. Yeah, it did pretty good. Uh, there's icon other iconic movies that came out from then. Uh, obviously, putting it all the way down the list because you got like Jurassic Park, all these other big ones. So, yeah, tough movie to compete. Good year. Yeah, I think Aladdin. It said was on that list too. So it's like you got some big. Hitters. Yeah. And in total, it actually made less than like the Mighty Ducks and stuff. So this is really a cult classic for people who love yeah, baseball movies. I kind of feel like it is one of those where it really gained more popularity after it went to video. Um, I don't know. I I've... Yeah, it was on TV a lot, too. So a new segment that we want to introduce is movies that we've watched recently that we'd love to recommend. So Katie, do you have a new movie that we saw that you'd like to recommend? Okay, so a few movies that we watched this month. Um, I, I haven't really been logging them, but a few that stood out were um, we rented Minari on Amazon Prime, which I highly recommend. Great movie. Yeah, it's up for some Oscars. And um, I we also watched Cherry, Moxie, 
and I care a lot. And I would say out of those four recent ones that we watched. They're all kind of like, what are you in the mood for? Yeah, they're all very different movies. Because they're all good. I, I, I don't think either of them or any of them is a bad movie. I definitely liked Minari um, probably the best. Yeah. I would recommend it. it. It's also in Korean, though, so I know some Be people. Aware. Yeah, but I, you should give it a shot. Even, you know, just read the subtitles. It's not a big deal. There's some parts in English, too. Parasite won Beck's picture last year. Just get get over it. Yeah. Just read the subtitles. Get over that little... Once you start reading, you'll just forget We're that all it's reading. In... We're all on Instagram yeah. and Facebook. You're reading anyway. Yeah, everything's in subtitles now. So. Yeah. But yeah, um, and then I, I also really liked Moxie, and Moxie is free. You can uh, see that. Was it Netflix? Yeah. Amy Poehler directed. Yeah. I mean, it's very feel-good. It's very like, you know, um, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like it was a little unrealistic. It's very idealistic. Yeah. But it's good. I, I liked it. It was fun to watch. Yeah. So that's what I recommend. Mm-hmm. I'd recommend Cherry. Uh, just be aware if you haven't seen Requiem for a Dream, it's very similar. So uh, get in the headspace for that if you're expecting a, a lot a of movie. heroin. Yeah, if you're expecting a movie where you see Tom Holland happy, don't watch this movie. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, but it, it's great. He's great in it. Um, so good. The actress who plays his girlfriend is really good. Seeing her turn is, uh, I would I would put it right next to with like. Uh, What's his name from Breaking Bad? Um, uh, what? Who's he? Aaron Paul? No. Or... The lead. Oh, a uh, Brian Cranston. Yeah, like Brian Cranston going from good guy to like drug at like to just the turn the character does. Yeah. Is insane. It's complete one eighty, and she pulls it off really well. I thought. Yeah. Same with Tom Holland. The acting yeah, for the acting sure is like really really phenomenal. Like I. I yeah, that like Greg said, the transformation is just nuts. Cause I don't know, you always like see like these homeless people and like people like drug addicts like just crazy like along the street, and you're like, how does someone end up that way? And like, what did they look like before? And it's just like you see this movie, and it's like, holy shit, these yeah. people like they really the makeup is like really good too. Like they really look like. Yeah, it's intense. Like it's definitely get, you got to be in the right headspace for it. Um, and I wouldn't say it's worse than it's. I wouldn't say it's as bad as Rec Room for a Dream. Um, no, not as bad, but it's it has shades of Rec Room. For also, a dream there's on it. you know it's it's only half of the movie really that's centered around heroin. The other half is you know not so bad. But well, you got to build up someone before you break them down to nothing. So. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I'd recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good recommendation. So. Awesome. So, yeah, we will be back next week with a movie from Katie's list. She previously had Kill Bill. So we're going to get number two from her list. Also, okay. my list, I don't know if yours is, but mine is not in order it's of like, order. No, yeah, like we're just doing it randomly. So I do have a top my, I don't know if Greg does, but my all time favorite movie, but I don't. I don't know when I'm going to put that in. I'm not doing these in order of like which one I like better than the other. They're just, these are like the ones that I like and they're not in any particular order. So yeah. 
Thanks for listening. You can follow us on our Instagram at Epic Movie Collection. And uh, also you can look at our journey through all of our uh, movies in our collection by following our hashtag Greg and Katie's Epic Movie Collection. See you in our next episode. Bye.